0: We regret that you have not yet complied with our order. We interpret this as a negative reply.
1: We're kicking off episode 117 of Monster Kid Radio with the song Nameless from the band King Ghidra. I hope the name of the band puts you in a kaiju frame of mind because that's what we're doing here this week on Monster Kid Radio. I want to welcome you to the show, the podcast devoted to the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear. I am your host, writer, producer, Derek M. Cook, and I'm super excited because I've got a special guest here on the show this week. He's a friend of mine. He's a fellow podcaster based here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm talking about Kyle Yount, the man behind the kaiju cast. You see, Monster Kid Radio is not the only monster-based podcast here in the Pacific Northwest. Kyle's been doing the Kaiju Cast for a good five-plus years, and we're going to have him here on the show to talk about what he's doing, why he's doing it, and what he's got coming up next. It's exciting. It's a new documentary project. There's a Kickstarter campaign attached to it. I hope you guys and gals enjoy the conversation that Kyle and I have, because, well, honestly, I enjoyed it, so I hope you guys dig it, too. a lot of fun. Big thanks to Kyle for taking some time to talk to us, not just about the Kickstarter campaign, but his background, what he does with the Kaiju cast, and he even tells us what his favorite Godzilla movie is. So stay tuned for that. Before we get to that, let's go ahead and go over the basics here at Monster Kid Radio. You can find out everything you need to know about the podcast over at MonsterKidRadio.net. You can find links to our Facebook group, our Live 365 page, our YouTube channel, our Flickr album, everything that you need for Monster Kid Radio. In fact, if you go over there and click on Amazon Store, you can pick up different movies and books that we've talked about here. On the show, there is a Godzilla slash Kaiju section in the movie section of the laboratory. If you buy these movies through this link. We get like a penny or two off of that, so it helps keep the lights on here at Monster Kid Radio. Also, at our website, you'll find our contact information like our email address, which is monsterkidradio at gmail.com, and our voicemail line. You can call us and leave us a voicemail at 503 479 5657. That's 503 479 5MKR to mention that again here at the end of the show so no you don't have to rewind or anything like that it's it's there or just go to monstergoodradio.net. that's where everything's at i'm excited to get to this conversation with kyle so why don't we go ahead and do that yeah right after this hammer film productions began in 1934 and after producing almost 200 films and television programs the studio is still releasing and re-releasing new and classic film titles 1951 Down Place is the podcast that brings you the story of the great Hammer films, one movie at a time. Here are your hosts describing what Hammer means to them. First is Casey. Hammer means the beautiful and glamorous women of Hammer horror, the engaging storytelling, and amazing period films. Joining him is Derek. Hammer means the incredible work of actors like Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and even Michael Ripper. The gothic storytelling, the incredible music, and the set pieces. And finally, here's Scott. Hammer? Wasn't that an 80s cop show on ABC with David Raich? This boy has a lot to learn. Join our hosts as they make their journey through the Hammer Films catalogue and discuss each film with critical opinion, historical facts, production notes and other information about these classic films. 1951 Downplace can be found in iTunes or their website, www.1951downplace.com Wait, that was Sledgehammer. 1951 Down Place, the home of Hammer Films Discussion.
0: From a world beyond our own, come the forces of nature unleashed. Daikaiju Attack, the serialized giant monster story. Presented free every week on DaikaijuAttack.com and SDSullivan.com. Become a member of the Daikaiju Attack group on Facebook. Join the action today.
1: This week we're gonna change the name of our show from Monster Kid Radio to Kaiju Kid Radio in honor of our guest this week. I'm talking about somebody who inadvertently brought me into Kaiju Fandom proper. I'm talking about Kyle Yount, the man behind Kaiju Cast. Kyle, welcome to Kaiju Cast Radio. or kaiju cast how about kaiju kid you're the kaiju
0: cast i'm the kaiju cast but we don't have a radio Uh, yeah man thank you so much for having me on the show i really appreciate it
1: you know it's been a long time coming i've wanted to have you on monster kid radio for a long time i had john mail or zombie back in the day briefly but yeah i've wanted to have you on mkr proper for a long time because you can't think of monsters without thinking about the big ones from japan
0: I don't think about monsters. So I'm thinking about Godzilla monsters. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> so the Kaiju Cast is your baby. It's your podcast. For the one or two listeners who don't know what the Kaiju Cast is, can you tell us what it is?
0: Oh sure. Uh, well, the standard spiel is it's a bi-monthly podcast, 100 percent dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. We record twice a month generally, and the first episode of the month is you know it's either a conversation or it's an interview. And then the second episode of the month is what we call the Dai Kaiju Discussion, where we actually have this big list of every single kaiju film out there that's been randomized. And we choose this movie, and we watch it and with my friends coming over, and then we read the listeners' reviews, and that's what's called the Daikaiju Discussion.
1: And you've got all the movies on there, not just the Godzilla movies. There's Gamera in there, uh, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. I mean, you've got them all in there, and you've covered them all, and I'm sure you've been busy with the new Godzilla movie and everything.
0: Yeah, actually, the months leading up to the new Godzilla film were absolutely insane. And I thought things were going to die down right after the movie came out. But no, they still just keep plugging away. Well, that's
1: partly your fault because you went and saw the movie like, what, 12 times opening weekend? What?
0: Uh, so, <laughs> well, actually, OK, I, I have seen it five times in the theater. OK, OK. Um, so it just beat Pacific Rim no, it actually, I saw I saw Pacific Rim five times as well, but I you know one of those times was in like the El Cheapo theater, so I haven't had the chance to go see Godzilla in the El Cheapo theater yet. But oh, there's still time. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I anyway, I, yeah, I saw Godzilla a bunch of times. I you know I wanted to make sure that I really, really, really understood <laughs> how I felt about it, and there's nothing like watching a movie multiple times to really get it sort of like seated in your brain to uh, you know in a certain ranking or a certain place in the in the mythos and and uh, you know it was fun to go do and uh, you know much to the chagrin of my kid who's like I want to go see the X-Men movie and I'm like sorry dude it's Godzilla time <laughs> Isn't it always Godzilla time at your place so It is always at my place but usually we don't have the opportunity to go out and see Godzilla ah. movies, so Got Godzilla chance. took precedence over every single other Hollywood opening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the Kaiju Cast, how long has it been going now?
0: We have been on the internet for five and a half years now.
1: And what led to the launch of the Kaiju Cast? Five and a half years ago, I'm trying to remember in terms of Godzilla history. There weren't a lot of Godzilla movies five and a half years ago. What?
0: No, in fact, five and a half years ago, if you want to, you know, take it in terms of like we've we've had a ten year break from Godzilla films. Right. So 5 years into the break, I was like, I want to get back into Godzilla. I you know, to be honest, what happened is I experienced uh, the death of a friend in the Godzilla fandom and at the time I was really really heavily into being online and on forums. And you know, Godzilla was basically sort of running my life in a different way than it is today, but when he died, it was just really it came off the tail end of the disappointment I had in Godzilla Final Wars, and it was just like, ah, I'm done. And I think I got to do something else. And so, five years later, I was like, I really need to get back into this. And so, I found some podcasts. Actually, you, you know Jeff Dean, right? Yes, I do know Jeff. Jeff Dean and Willie Greer used to host a pirate radio show called Horror Holocaust Radio. I remember and it they well. asked me, yeah, they, uh, they asked me to come on and talk about Godzilla. And so, I did. And it was so fun. That I had to do it again, and uh, after a while, I realized, man, I have to try and figure out how to do this myself. Lucky for me, I discovered podcasts and the magic of podcasting, and soon after, launched the Kaiju Cast just as a means to like actually just celebrate the music of the shows. But it was very obvious that there, <laughs> there weren't a lot of, uh, in fact, there weren't any Kaiju podcasts at the time, at least on iTunes. So it spun into what it is today, which is more just like a generic program about Godzilla movies and the like.
1: It's a great show. I mean, as soon as a new episode comes out, I download it straight to my iTunes, and it goes right to the top of my must-listen-to list. I've I've enjoyed the show uh, ever since I discovered it kind of inadvertently, and I mentioned this at the beginning. I want to talk about it briefly and, and publicly thank you on my show. I didn't grow up watching these Godzilla movies. They just weren't part of my monster kiddom. But a few years ago, local theater, the Hollywood Theater, brought in King Kong versus Godzilla. Yep. And a friend of mine was visiting, and uh, Scott Morris, who's been on the show in the past, we decided to go see Godzilla on the big screen at the Hollywood, and you introduced the show. And, you know, that was probably the first time I had watched a Godzilla movie straight, one sitting, and I loved it. And I've gone back and watched as many of these movies as I can. Well, were you involved in bringing the movie to the Hollywood?
0: I was not actually involved. What ends up happening, I know Dan Halstead. I've, right. been, I've known him since uh, 2004 when I put on the 50 Years of Godzilla Film Festival at the Hollywood Theater. Okay. And so, you know, every once in a while we'll we'll chat about stuff, and he'll tell me when things are happening, like the King Kong versus Godzilla screening, and he's like, "Oh, we're doing this," and I was like, "Dude, I would love to be a part of it. Maybe intro the movie if you ha- you know need slides beforehand." Here are 500 photos from you know, from the uh, production to the publication and, and uh, promotion of this film.
1: You laugh but I have no doubt that you really do have about 500 photos just <laughs> sitting around on a hard drive somewhere
0: yeah <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah anyway yeah. so uh, so yeah he tells me about stuff coming on and uh, and so every once in a while I'll get to I'll get to help out. And yeah, so for the 50th anniversary of King Kong vs. Godzilla, they brought that in, and it was a treat to actually see that in a packed theater. That was amazing.
1: Oh, it was a blast. Now, that was before I had launched Monster Kid Radio, so I didn't think to bring my recorder or talk about anything happening at the show. But I did write about it in an article in Scary Monsters Magazine about how it really kind of brought the Godzilla fandom in me out. and Like I said, I've been going back and watching all these movies since then, and I don't think I would have done that if there wasn't this crazy guy at the beginning of the movie who was just oozing his fandom for all things kaiju all over the place introducing the film. Uh, If I remember right, you talked about some of the promotional gimmicks that were suggested for theaters to promote the film the first time it had yeah. been released what in the theaters
0: Yeah, uh, what they call the seat selling slants yes uh, yes Do you remember what those were <laughs> i remember my favorite one in the you know the funny thing about these is they they get a lot of laughs because today we don't have anything like this Not you at know, all. the movies are marketed so an audience today hearing this kind of uh promotional device it's laughable and it's hilarious and it to me, it actually makes me wish I could go back in time and see this happening. In the- I know, right? Um, but uh, the one that I remember the most was to stage, I think it was staging a boxing match between a guy in a King Kong suit and a guy in a Godzilla suit I think it was like <laughs> on the back of a flatbed pickup. Something and like that. The guy in the King Kong suit could have a, jug of berry juice and walk around drunkenly (laughs) yes that's the one i remember because it just it's so
1: absurd and you would never ever see anything like that now for better or worse
0: but man i'm just gonna say for worse
1: okay i don't know
0: (laughs) it would be awesome
1: to to be fair if it was happening right now we'd be going to that instead of doing this podcast i mean yeah
0: absolutely (laughs) absolutely
1: so publicly, thank you, Kyle, for showing me how much fun the fandom can be because I've enjoyed going back and watching all these kaiju films since then. Well,
0: thanks, man. And I have appreciated seeing you and your uh, your posts online about, like, watching the new Sony DVDs and, oh, yeah. and stuff like that. That's I think that's really awesome, especially when you are getting to experience this kind of thing for the first time. Yeah, and that's
1: the thing. is I, I wonder sometimes if – it would be different if I had watched them as kids now that I'm an adult I'm going back and watching them. There's this kind of weird, nostalgia thing going on, even though I didn't grow up with these movies. Mm-hmm. So it's a real interesting journey that I've been on, and I can't wait for the second wave of the Sony movies to come out.
0: Yeah, I actually have not picked any of those up yet just because I already own them in like a <laughs> definition format. but. I'm probably going to be picking up the entire lot of them at, at some point. And, and I am actually really interested to see how they tackle one of my favorite movies as far as quality goes, which is Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidra, Giant Monsters All Out of yeah,
1: I, I knew that was going to be the answer to the question I had for you here, is which one's your favorite? Because you've talked about it before.
0: Well, my favorite... Uh, yeah, this is a very organic process of me choosing my favorite, and sometimes that organic process fluctuates in a different direction. But my favorite... <laughs> Godzilla movie, the one that I find the most enjoyable right now is uh, Godzilla versus Monster Zero, aka Invasion of Astro Monster. Really? Yeah, it's for me. It has what I consider to be the epitome of a kaiju film. It's got alien invasion, Toho science, big monster battles, interesting characters, and uh, you know, it's just to me, I, I just love it. It's uh, Nick Adams stars in it. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, you know, we got Miss Nawikawa, which is played by Kumi Mizuno and terrific cast of Toho regulars, you know, Akira Takarada, uh, Akira Kubo, etc. And it's just really, I, I honestly love that film from start to finish. And I just found out somewhat recently that, uh, if, and I mean somewhat recently in regards to my fandom, my being a Godzilla fan, that movie has one of the smallest amount of monster time Uh, as far as that goes because Andy Campbell who runs Kaiju 101 Mm -hmm. he's doing this uh, Kaiju control group uh, where he's timing all the Kaiju action in the films and uh, I was just really surprised that it had such little monster action in it but it still doesn't reduce its enjoyability
1: well Nick Adams makes everything better period I'm a big big Nick Adams
0: fan
1: (laughs) (laughs) but uh, now this actually prompts a question that I've been wanting to ask you as well I've been How long do I have to watch these movies before I'm able to pronounce all the actors and actresses' names without sounding like
0: an ignorant American? Because
1: they just roll off your tongue, man. I'm jealous.
0: I have been practicing for so (laughs) long, but you know the thing is, like, I've been a fan for many years now, and I know what I know. Like, I like the Showa era, which is sort of like, uh, you know, from 1954 to 1975. Those movies, I know the most amount of people names right so when you get into the heisei era and all that goes out the window if you said who's the director of of, Ga- of godzilla versus Biolante, i would stumble and guess wrongly and i would probably also butcher the name it's just it's a matter of like the focus so when my focus shifts to the heisei era which is of course 1985 or 1984 to 1995 when my focus shifts to that, that's when I will start learning how to really, really pronounce all the names involved. But yeah, I'd, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting dilemma because I actually I end up being the guy who corrects a lot of people. I don't necessarily want to do that, but you know, <laughs> somebody says something so wrong, I'm just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> actually, it's pronounced yeah, <laughs> Koichi Kawakita. You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't know I, I I find it funny and at the same time, I also find it like incredibly intriguing that the names are not just so foreign but like they're so difficult for English speakers to pronounce just by reading because you know we you read a word out loud and you've never read that word before when you're seeing it written down, just kind of like you can usually guess the, as to how it's gonna go. but with Japanese names sometimes, it's just a crapshoot. You just don't know, like, where the emphasis goes and how, which is that a long A or a short A? Right. Yeah.
1: They're difficult to piece together. I'm looking at a list of, well, the cast list from a movie we're going to talk about here shortly. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm clueless. <laughs> Both character name and actor or actresses. I have no idea. Is that that one person? That's probably how I'll refer to them. So. Yes, yes. Now, you mentioned Shoa, Heisei. Those are two of the three big time periods for the films i think a lot of people already know this but i had to have you explain it to me in person shoah Heisei and the millennium is that yeah the order in which they are kind of broken up in
0: yeah or sometimes it's referred to as shinsei but i i gotta be honest like In the last 10, 15 years, I have rarely seen anybody refer to the Millennium Series as Shinsei.
1: Where do these names come from? What does Shinsei mean?
0: Shoa and Heisei both refer to the Emperor. Oh, that's right. It's also sort of a misnomer because uh, the Emperor didn't actually change over, I think, until about 1988 or eighty nine. So the Heisei era technically takes place between those two eras. So it's, this is just literally a, a way for the fans to delineate between the first series, the second series, and the third series. And tec- you know, technically, we're still in the Heisei era of the Emperor's Rule. But you know, when they rebooted the series in 1999, fans needed a new way to, uh, a new thing to call it. So it became the Millennium Series because of the first film in the series, of this new series, Godzilla Millennium, or Godzilla 2000.
1: And are we going to have to come up with another name now that the new Godzilla movie's out, and they're talking about doing stuff over in Japan? Do we need a new name now?
0: Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep it all straight. I think that uh, I've seen – it's not a great name in my opinion, but I've seen Legendo Goji for like really? this actual new – because every single Godzilla film, if there's a new Godzilla design, it gets a nickname. So King Goji, Shodai Goji etc. And so every time a new design comes out, even if it's slightly different, that suit or that design gets a nickname, and it's usually based off of whatever movie it's in. This is extremely nerdy stuff here. We're diving... We love it, though. Deep. We love it. Yeah, I've seen Legend or Legend Goji. I just don't know how if that's going to actually have any sticky power.
1: <laughs> I, I don't... I hope not. I don't know what I'd call it instead, but that, that just sounds awkward.
0: It's it's definitely awkward. <laughs> I typically just call it the Godzilla 2014 design, but anyway, yeah, this uh, this new era, who knows? Because it's essentially we've got legendary making. I think a three picture deal with Toho to create U.S. based movies, and then I don't know what's gonna happen in Japan if it's gonna if we're gonna get new movies or not.
1: Man, I hope so. I'd love to see another Japanese Godzilla film proper.
0: I would like that as well. But, you know, it, at the end of the Millennium series, Godzilla Final Wars was the, f- is the final movie in the Japanese films. Yeah. Shogo Miyama and the the big wigs at Toho basically said that they were retiring Godzilla until someone could come in and step in and bring new life to the character, I think and so i actually completely agree with that there are a lot of problems with the millennium series the ticket sales were just down it was really difficult for them to market godzilla and to create a godzilla film that was just fantastic you know every single one of those movies has some great stuff in it but it also has some serious flaws and so it makes sense for me as a fan who wants to see like the best possible presentation of a godzilla it makes sense for me, for, for Toho, to actually stop making things until somebody has the gumption and the know-how and the really the drive to bring Godzilla back into the Japanese limelight. But, I mean, I'm definitely right there with you. I would love to see another one happen, and I just want it to be very good. Yeah, that's true. The socks off. The American one, and I liked the American one. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I think I'm right there with you then. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's get something really good. Let's just not cash in. Let's do something really exciting with it. That's what I want to see.
0: I think it would be really cool.
1: Yeah. So with the Kaiju cast, what would you say are some of the things that you've been able to do because of the podcast with your Godzilla and Kaiju fandom?
0: Well, hands down, the most exciting things that I've done are um, I've done some live podcasts at uh, at like g fest that's actually one of the most thrilling things is like doing a live podcast in front of a, an audience who is cheering and clapping and laughing that's just fantastic. I would never ever want to stop doing that and then another thing is uh, going to conventions specifically to interview Japanese celebrities I have gotten some fantastic interviews over the years some of them could have been better but this is the, the person that i'm interviewing like i've got to interview haruo nakajima the original godzilla suit actor um oh, yeah. it hasn't gone live yet but i have that's also, exciting i have an interview with Kembachiro satsuma who is essentially he's the godzilla from 1985 to 1995 and Godzilla 1985 was actually my first Godzilla film ever. So he's like my Godzilla the same way that people would say, oh, who's your favorite doctor? or Who's your doctor from Doctor Who? He's my Godzilla. <laughs> so that was that was mind altering. That dude is amazing. Like he's they, like interviewing him did not dissuade my decision to to love him as Godzilla and as the pseudactor for Godzilla anymore than it already was like deep seated in my brain. And then, doing some you know panels, both Emerald City Comic-Con and at Rose City Comic-Con here in Portland, we had like basically packed rooms. It was amazing.
1: It seems like every time you do a show uh, like at Crypticon or something like that, I'm always at a different convention at the same time. So I've never had a chance to sit in, but I always hear the recordings from them later. I'm like, man, that sounds great.
0: Uh, Yeah, well, you know, I think basically Pacific Rim and Godzilla coming out have really, really amped up the public awareness of giant monster movies. And people are coming out to those a little bit more now than they used to. And it's I think it's great. And yeah, I got to keep I got to keep recording those and posting them online for people who weren't able to be there.
1: It always sounds like a fun time, you know, and people seem so engaged. And I think you're right with the new movies and all that. We're just going to see a wave of of awareness and interest and, you know, more cosplay, more fandom. I mean, I always hear about the person who dresses up as King Ghidra at certain things. I'm like, I want to see that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, some of the costumes that I've seen as of late have been incredible. And yeah. I I'm you know I feel sometimes I feel like an old man, but i am very young at heart, and I'm like, man, I want to build a Godzilla costume, like a legit Godzilla suit. I don't know where I would put it or what I would do with it once I've made it, but it sounds like it would be fun and and actually you know having that and walking around in a convention seems like it would be it would be a blast
1: <laughs> where you would wear it. you'd wear it everywhere, I mean, come on
0: <laughs> <laughs> on the max, yeah, down down,
1: yeah Excuse going me. to bed. You know, whatever. (laughs) Going to work, brushing your teeth, you know, whatever. (laughs) Well, one of the things that I'm excited for you with the Kaiju cast is this new project that you launched on Kickstarter, 60 Years of Destruction. Hail to the King. I'm stoked for this one. I want to hear more about
0: it. I want to learn more about it. So, yeah, in 2004, for the 50th anniversary, I did this film festival. And then, you know, halfway through this 10-year gap, like we were talking about, I started the podcast. And like, the podcast has done amazing things for me. And actually, it has really, really uh, revved up my fandom and revved up my love for this genre more than ever I ever thought I could. And so uh, w- with the 60th anniversary, there's a couple things going on. One, it's the 60th anniversary, so it's, you know, big huzzah there. We got a brand new Godzilla movie coming out this year, which came out. and it's actually about to open in Japan next weekend. Uh, and then in Japan, they're doing all these crazy little celebrations of Godzilla. In fact, I think yesterday or the day before, they had uh, some event broadcast where Japanese fans voted for their favorite Godzilla film, and it's uh, just some you know, just sort of like a big hoopla event. And then next month, starting August 2nd and going through August 17th, there's this exhibition in Ikebukuro, which is in Tokyo. They're going to have Godzilla suits on display, props, memorabilia. They only tell you a little bit about stuff. They're going to have like a video room. It's just basically going to be this big, almost like a museum exhibit about the 60-year history of Godzilla. Wow. And I've seen these kinds of things. On you know in G Fan magazine and posted photos online for years. Every once in a while, one of these exhibits will crop up. I think the most recent one was another fantastic exhibit, just called Tokusatsu, and that I wish I could have made it to that. But that's the 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 point is like I want to go to these things, but Japan is so far away, Derek, so far away. I know. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I feel I feel lucky that I've already been to Japan several times. Uh, I thought, well it would be really cool to go over there and cover this for the Kaiju cast. And my friend, August Rogoni suggested a Kickstarter campaign. And I was like, well, that sounds kind of cool, but I, you know, who's going to, who's going to send me to Japan just to cover this for the Kaiju cast. And then I was talking to a friend of mine and he also did not dissuade me from doing a Kickstarter. And my girlfriend also said I should do it. So we started figuring out uh, a cool, A much better presentation than just, hey, send me to Japan. So we're (laughs) going to go over there. I'm going to go over there, meet up with some Japanese people that I know through Facebook who have been involved with the Godzilla movies. And I'm going to interview them with cameras and go through this exhibit with really nice cameras and basically create a documentary, an independent documentary, which is called Hail to the King, 60 Years of Destruction, that basically... The idea is, is not that I create the be-all, end-all go- documentary about Godzilla films. It's basically it's a look at how Godzilla has affected you know, the world. And, and uh, specifically with this documentary, how has it affected the people that have worked on the films and, and uh, fans in Japan? Last time I went to Japan, I was dying to meet Japanese fans. I thought, if I can sit down and like, pick their brains about what they love about Godzilla and what Godzilla means to them... I think that just would be fantastic. I'm not saying that I'm going to be able to do that in this trip, but the chances are very high that I'm going to be able to meet up with some very, very interesting people shooting it in Japan, cutting it together here in America, and then posting it online before Godzilla's birthday, which is November 3rd on YouTube for anybody to watch. You know, We're going to create this this documentary specifically to celebrate Godzilla. That's what this Kickstarter campaign is all about, is trying to raise this money not only to send me to Japan, which you know is what it is, uh, but also to pay the camera crew, to pay the editor in you know back here in Portland, and uh, to really just create this documentary and then distribute it for free.
1: Now the Kickstarter page says it's going to be a feature length documentary. It's really going to be a feature length.
0: We're going to try and make it a feature length. Wow. I mean, generally speaking, feature length is forty five minutes or over. Right. So this is something that I've never done before. I actually did go to school for film and video presentation and production. This is a great way for me to like go back into what I wanted to do. And, and Martin, my, my buddy who was on the show a lot, he's got a video production company in town. And so he is going to be my editor. And so this is, we're going to work on this together. It's a joint project and going over there and filming everything that's going on that in Japan right now that we can get to, that has to do with Godzilla's sixtieth anniversary. I think it's not going to be any problem at all to put together at least forty five minutes, if not an hour and a half of uh, footage, not just footage, but you know, a cut together piece of entertainment.
1: I would sit around and watch forty five minutes of raw footage of you just walking around the Godzilla exhibit. So that's exciting to me. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I said you know initially I was telling people I was like, this is a scalable project, right? Because you know, true, there are a lot of unknowns, especially with such a short amount of time because the the Kickstarter, was actually less than 30 days and uh, is actually less than 30 days. There are 15 to go. In addition to that, the exhibit happens next month. So as soon as the Kickstarter ends, uh, you know, if it successfully funds, I'm hopping on a plane and heading over to Japan and, and doing this in a, in a small amount of time, like four or five days, is how much time I have to shoot all of this stuff. It sort of creates this impending feeling of like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta get it done. But I, you know, I'm very hopeful that it works out. You know, worst case scenario, I strap a bunch of GoPros to my body. and (laughs) it. You know, but, uh, you know, I've got, I've got this camera crew that I've hired for in Japan and I've got, uh, people that I actually know, that I've, I have an actual connection with in Japan that have worked on the films. And so my hope is that I go over there and I can get some interviews with these people and we can you know, basically sit down and, and chat about what Godzilla means to them. And if more of the stars align, what I really would like to do is I'd love to take some of them to the exhibit and walk through the exhibit with them and get oh, wow. their reactions as they're seeing things that they may have had a direct connection with. The vibe that I'm shooting for is sort of like Anthony Bourdain's show. It's called Parts Unknown, and it's really well done. If you've never seen it, it's a, it's a beautiful show. It's less about talking head interviews and more about like a conversation, which is honestly the kind of interview that I feel that that's where I get my best stuff out of is, is more of a conversation and less of a here are the five questions I'm going to ask you kind of thing.
1: So you mentioned that it's going to be on YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. When you see film projects on Kickstarter, typically one of the rewards is a copy of the movie. So if you're giving away the movie for free, what are some of the rewards?
0: One of the rewards is it an actual digital download. Of oh, okay. The, you can have a binary copy of the actual thing. There's a couple of reasons we're not doing physical copies. And, and one is because I'm not comfortable getting into the entire authoring aspect of it. And that adds another giant chunk of money to the actual Kickstarter campaign. Okay. Our total goal is $8,000, which covers everything that we're doing and not a lot of extra stuff. So uh, I'd rather have this as something that someone can just hop onto YouTube or, and watch. Or actually, you know, someday I would love to have this included on video on demand stuff like Netflix or Hulu or what have you. I think it's totally doable, but you know, it would be great to be able to create a disc for it, but it's not necessary, in my opinion, and especially for, for this dollar amount. Who knows what, hap- what could happen in the future, though? Sure. So what are some of the rewards, though? So, I mean, what are some of the perks? Throw a dollar amount out there, and I'll tell you what some of the perks are.
1: Whenever I go online to Kickstarter and I look at movie projects that I may or may not want to back up, I always look at, like, the $25, $50 mark.
0: Okay. So for 20 bucks. There's a $20 uh, mark and a $50 mark. So $20 gets you the digital download. Plus, you'll get early access to a photo gallery. So when I'm in Japan and taking these photos, I'm going to upload pretty much everything, or at least the good stuff. I'm going to upload that to a website where then people will have access to it with a password. But you also get listed in our fleeing crowd section of the credits. And uh, your name will go on the Arigato page on the website. Okay. For $50... Let us put on my salesman hat here. For $50, you'll be at the Kaiju Jr. level, and you'll get a Chirashi, which is a flyer, for the exhibition. You'll get a Passport, which is login credentials, so you can uh, watch daily video logs or vlogs during the trip. So every day I'll be recording something and, and posting it online. Plus a digital download of the documentary, early access to the photo gallery, your name in the fleeing credits section... And there's a bonus for everybody who pledges fifty dollars or more for each day of the trip. So four or five days, I, I think I've got five, but I'm not sure. I will go to a capsule toy. And okay, do you know what a capsule toy is?
1: Is it like a like a vending machine kind of thing?
0: Yeah, yeah. So okay. they have these vending machines with these little tiny capsules. We have them here in America too, but. In Japan, they have gigantic banks of them, so they're like a wall of capsule toys. So I will go to a capsule toy, randomly choose a name of one of the backers above fifty dollars, fifty dollars and above, I should say, and uh, I will choose that person and I will get a random toy for that person. So only five people get it, but you know, it was sort of like a that would be kind of fun aspect of it. So that's what you get for the $50.
1: What are some of the other pledges that you'd like to mention to maybe drive people to the page?
0: One of the levels is 100 bucks, and we have two specific levels for that. The basic level at $100, you get your name listed in the Mazer Tank Division section of the documentary's credits. You get <laughs> a limited edition print. And when I say print, I should say actually say like poster because Matt Frank is the this artist for the Godzilla Rulers of Earth series from IDW Publishing. He has an amazing tribute to the 60-year history of Godzilla as a, in a print form, and he and I are going to turn this into a poster that's for people over the, for $100 or more, they're those backers. And so you'll get this poster, and you'll get, of course, the chirashi, the flyer from the exhibit. You'll get the uh, passport. You'll get the vlogs. You'll get the digital download of the documentary, early access to the online photo gallery, and your name listed on the Arigato page. So that's the basic one. Then we have the one that I'm most excited for, which there are only 53 left. You have uh, the green gargantuan level, which is limited to 80, and this is a photo book added to that. Everything I just said. So you get a photo book that will be filled with photos that I have taken at the exhibit. Oh, okay. And if you're a if you're a collector of Japanese books and uh you know photo books from japan specifically dedicated to kaiju stuff a lot of these photo books they have great great pictures but they're tiny and they're splashed with text all over them and so these are going to be large nice photos you know where you can really see what's in the exhibition and that's that's sort of like what i really love that's the one that if i had a hundred bucks i'd be like yes i'm getting that
1: well, you better put in a pledge, man.
0: Yeah, I probably will. <laughs> if I need to, I am absolutely pledging my own <laughs> my own documentary. Well, that sounds really cool.
1: I'm excited for this and see. As of this recording, it's we've got fifteen days to go. These this is actually going to go
0: out though on the
1: twenty second. So we're running out of time. August fourth is the deadline, right? hmm
0: Yeah. Eleven fifty nine PM on August fourth. And so far, at the time of this recording, we're already halfway there. Yes. I'm pretty hopeful that it's, that it's going to happen, but, you know, Kickstarter, it's one of those things that's all or nothing. So if this does not fund, then this trip is not really happening. <laughs> and so uh, I really need, I'm, like, this is why I'm so happy that you are you're down for me being on the show, because I need to get the word out. I need to rattle that promotion cage and just be like, come on, guys, like, let's do it. I'm actually doing more promotion than I've ever done in my life for anything. And it it's uh, actually stretches me a little past my comfort zone, but it's, you got to do what you got to do.
1: And you're going to cover the journey on the Kaiju Cast, I'm sure, right?
0: You know, we'll definitely talk about it for sure. Because, yeah. you know, as it stands, like I will actually be over there from the 12th to the 18th. So it's not necessarily going to interrupt this, the Kaiju Cast schedule of the episode in the first half of the month and the last half of the month. But. Yeah. It's one of those things, like, when I come back, you're pretty much guaranteed that everything out of my mouth for the next, like, three <laughs> three weeks, if not three months, is going to be all about this trip. So, I mean, we're definitely going to talk about it for sure. And uh, there will be photos, there will be some videos and so forth. You know, I once the Kickstarter funds and then the production begins on the documentary, There's are definitely going to be things to share. For me, on a personal level... Uh, I Like I said earlier, I've wanted to go to one of these exhibits for a long time. I had the pleasure of seeing the Godzilla Encounter last year at San Diego Comic-Con, where they had the Oxygen Destroyer on display. The original? Yeah, and oh. they had the uh, Godzilla 2000 suit on display. But this should be even better than that, as far as Japanese props go, and I'm... I'm psyched. And not only am I psyched to go to the exhibit and and document it, I'm psyched to really get into some serious conversations about what Godzilla means to some very important people, then put that all together and make it into something that, I mean, I don't want to say that I'm leaving my mark, because obviously the podcast is sort of, you know, uh, a mark leaving thing, but it's sort of the next evolution, like, where am I going to go from the podcast? I'm still going to do the podcast, obviously, but you know, what's the next step? And this documentary is sort of like the next step. See how I can really move forward, and uh, and you know, hopefully, it it all goes really well, and maybe there will be more in the future. Well,
1: I'm stoked, and I'm going to make sure there's a link in the show notes over at monsterkidradio.net to take listeners to Hail to the King Doc. Dot com As well as the Kickstarter page directly. So, listeners, help Kyle out. He's one of us. I can't wait. I want to see the documentary. I- I'm just going to say selfishly, okay? You know, forget Kyle. This is about me now.
0: I want to see the documentary. <laughs> no, that's fine. Just, that's <laughs> totally fine. In fact, this whole thing, like, if you, uh, every single backing level that we have, I totally, we came up with this by saying, like, if I had twenty dollars if that's all i had like what would be a good incentive for that so it's not just about like please back my project it's also you know like what are you going to get for it and i know technically speaking that's very materialistic of people to be thinking that way but i totally look at kickstarter projects and go ooh, that's worth my money and so i you know every single level that we have on here i really did look at it and say if i had x amount of dollars what would be worth it to me to spend that money on? And so I I hope that everyone who pledges to this and everyone who backs it really understands that these backing levels are tailored for them. And uh, that's why we have, seriously, we have (laughs) like $5, $10, $20, $50, $100, $200, $500, $1,000, $2,000. And if someone is insane enough to do it, when they'd be my best friend forever, I think uh, eight thousand dollars, which is the goal of the Kickstarter, of course.
1: Well, I hope somebody kicks in for that. I can't. No, I, I like you know Kyle, but I just you know that's a, that's above my pay grade. There. Yeah,
0: These are, this is that's totally one of those things where I I was doing my research for the Kickstarters, and it's just every once in a while you see one that's like this is the crazy level. You know, we put <laughs> it in here just in case somebody decides that they want to be named as the executive producer on on this particular documentary
1: <laughs> well, I wish you the best man I'm excited for it and I want to see the documentary and I hope it all works out again hail to the king doc.com go check it out back Kyle and help me see the documentary guys
0: and tell all your friends and family oh
1: of course of yeah. course share the link share often pledge often
0: I don't want to turn into that guy on late night TV who's in you know shooting videos in Africa but for the price of a cup of coffee (laughs) i'm not gonna go there but (laughs) yeah we need your help to get it funded absolutely this is essentially a passion project for me and a dream project as well and uh, i i'm extremely extremely positive about what we're going to produce and i think it's going to be unique i think it's going to be something that people look at it for years down the road and say that is a really cool way to look at the Godzilla series. It's
1: hail to doc.com or just look up hail to the king 60 years of destruction at Kickstarter or follow the link in the show notes over at monsterkidradio.net or go over to kaijucast.com because I'm sure it's all over there as well. Support Kyle. I really really want to see this succeed because I want to see the documentary. It's not like I'm going to get to Japan anytime soon to experience and enjoy any of this Japanese monster love that's going on over there right now. But if Kyle can do it and bring that to us in his documentary, well, we got to help make that happen. And, you know, we didn't talk about this during the interview, but the people that he has signed up to help out once he gets over to Japan, I mean, we're not just talking about a couple of guys with a camcorder. We're talking about AC. TV Japan. Now, these guys shoot for Sci Fi Japan TV. Go check them out over at scifijapan.com. It's a great website and it's a rabbit hole. You're going to get on there and you're going to find all these links, all these YouTube videos, all this information. You're going to get stuck there. And really, that's not necessarily a bad thing because it's quality. Again, big thanks to Kyle and listeners. Come back in a couple of days here on Monster Kid Radio because he and I are going to talk about a trilogy of kaiju films. They're not Godzilla movies, and they actually turned out to be a first-time watch for me, but I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to spoil it. Stay tuned for that here in a couple of days. If you're a Facebook user, like us on Facebook or join our Facebook group because typically the day before the new episode, I'll post some sort of graphic, maybe even the episode cover art, to let listeners know what's coming down the feed. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I was going to go over our contact information again, and here's why. Universal Pictures announced last week that they want to relaunch their universal classic monsters, probably rebrand them a little bit, reboot the films in some sort of shared universe. Universal Unite is what I'm calling it. I'm sure I'm not the only one who calls it that. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who has an opinion about this. In fact, I know at least one listener who's already called in and left us a voicemail about what he thinks may or may not happen whether it's a good thing or not that Universal is relaunching the monster franchise and they've got a couple of people involved who aren't necessarily known for their monster movies they've got a guy from the Star Trek reboot and they've got a guy from Fast and the Furious so I still don't know what I think about it. I'm kind of formulating my thoughts. If you guys and gals have any thoughts about this, email me at monsterkidradio at gmail.com or give us a call at 503 mkr Let me know your thoughts, and I'll include that on an upcoming episode of Monster Kid Radio. We'll turn it into a big Monster Kid editorial where you get to have your say in the mix. In the meantime, I hope you come back here in a couple of days for episode 118, where Kyle and I are going to talk about a non-Godzilla kaiju franchise. It's going to be fun. Monster Kid Radio is a registered service mark of Monster Kid Radio LLC. All original content of Monster Kid Radio by Monster Kid Radio LLC is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license that does not apply to the song Nameless, however. That belongs to the band King Ghidra. You can find out more about them over at Reverb Nation slash King Ghidra Rock, or just look them up on Facebook. It appears on this episode of Monster Kid Radio with their permission. Talk to everybody here in a couple of days. We
0: regret that you have not yet complied. With our order, we interpret this as a negative reply.